0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The sun descends towards the horizon of the valley of the setting sun. Welcome to our game of Scion 2nd edition set in the city of Phoenix, Arizona. We will be going over the rules for bringing an Origins level character up to hero and acting out each character's visitation where the Divine Parent imparts gifts and uplifts their child into the world of the mythical. The characters for the session will be Gary, played by Mitch, Jesse, played by Slavic, and Nick, played by Craig. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so on Twitter at twin-cities-vtm, on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy. All right, Welcome everyone to Scion Character Creation for our upcoming game, which as of yet is still to be named. I just realized. So we're going to be talking about Gary. Uh, but we're talking about Mitch's character, Gary, who is the, uh, I believe, the son of Heimdall, the uh, Norse god of, uh, you know, basically the, the watcher of the Bifrost. Indeed. Pardon me while well, I eat oranges. Okay, so we're gonna first of all we're gonna talk about the. Uh, the mechanical upgrades you'll get as you move from Origins to Hero, and then we're going to get into the, like, the uh, story part about you know about Gary's relationship with, with uh, Heimdall if he had one, and then we're going to roleplay out the uh, Visitation where, where uh, you get where you officially your character gets all the uh, mechanical stuff we just talked about. So let's start off with Callings. So you get five dots to put into Callings, so, and you have to have one dot in each calling. So that means you have, you put in like three put like two two one or three two three one one however what you want to arrange it.
2: Right now he's got one dot in hunters the five total or on top of the dot that started off five total. Zero? Five total.
1: I'll yes. And at least one of the kongs has to match Heimdall's. Yeah, he's. Or uh, I believe yeah. Okay. So,
2: right now, he's got Hunter. So, I'll keep three in Hunter. I'll put three in a Hunter, adding okay. an additional two on top of the one that was already there. Let's see here. Other callings are Guardian and Warrior.
1: Say so like I said. You just have just one of the callings has to match Heimdall's. Well, the other two, you could be whatever you want.
2: I don't see what the other callings are. I'd want it to be something also from the Iser Pantheon.
1: I think it was Acer, Acer? Okay. I believe. I'm not Nordic, so I can't tell you for certain.
2: Okay. All right, so I'll take a dot and Guardian. All right. Since that seems to pop up quite a bit throughout the, the Pantheon. Could take Sage. Could. He is information-focused, but I think I'm going to take Lover. Mm, interesting. Going to be wooing the ladies out there? Well, he likes to seduce information out of people on occasion, <laughs> as we saw.
1: <laughs> I think it was more like letting yourself be, try to be seduced by another person. So, well, you know, potato, potato. <laughs> so for those listening, if you haven't heard of that part, what are you listening to this for? Go listen to Cyan. A Light Extinguished. Go listen to that first, you weirdos. All right. So now with those dots, I get to pick several more knacks.
0: Ooh. How
1: many more? Uh, let me look at the rules. I believe you get five more. So you have, yeah, you get four more because you picked two bonus uh, knacks uh, in the origin cra- character creation, right?
2: Yeah, I have three total currently.
1: Yeah, so that means you get, you get to pick four more, four more okay. in it. <clears throat> let me just double check the rules. Okay, yes, yeah, so you can have a total of five active knacks. You can, have, you can have more knacks than that, but you can only have five active at once. Okay. And so for each calling, choose a number of heroic knacks equal to the calling's ratings. While you can have learn more, they can may only be as active as they have calling dots. Alternatively, you, can have, you may choose a single immortal knack instead of two heroic knacks for any calling two dots or higher. So, you get, you, have, you, you get four more knacks or four more points to put into knacks, and then you can divide it however much you want because you already have the two bonus ones. Okay. So, you can look through your thing. All the, all the heroic knacks should be the same as they are in the Origins book. So, say you have three in Hunter. So, that's the only one you can have like an immortal knack in, which would cost two of your knack uh, points. I don't have a list of immortal knacks. Anyway. I do. I have it on my thing here. Okay. All right, so so here see. are the immortal knacks if you want to pick them. Here's always there. Anyone of a lower tier cannot escape you. You can always find them and can always track them no matter how far they go. And what lower tier means, basically, if you say a normal human wants to hide from you, they can't. You can just say, I want to find this, you know, the guy who stole my wallet two days ago. And if it's human, you can track him down no matter how, no matter if he goes all the way to China. Hmm. Then there's perfect camouflage. You, can, you blend in seamlessly with your surroundings, granting a plus three enhancement to avoid notice by the person you're pursuing, which applies before you roll. Targets of a lower tier simply cannot spot you, and then you gain access to the following stunt, which is when you vanish, after which is uh, success is equal to the con- target's composure. Uh, so basically, it means that if like, you're in a big crowd and someone sees you in the crowd, then you know, just someone walks in front of you and boom, you're just gone. If you roll that, then there's relentless when you pursue or hunt a target on a massive scale or a great size chasing the target across dimensions, hunting a mountain sized Titan spawn, imbue a point of legend rather than spending to invoke your legendary title as a feat of scale. So what that means is just like, a <clears throat> say you're uh, Gary, you know, the hunter of, you know, mountains or whatever. That, that means we should say, yeah, you, let's use your title to help you, you know, do it better.
2: Gary, the hunter of information.
1: <laughs> a bit generic, but we can work. That's something we can talk about. Then the final one is uh, send the pack. You make a knack skill roll. On a success, designate a target that you can see with unaided sight. Friendly characters you designate up to your legend can pursue them without ceasing and at no increased difficulty. So what that means is that, say, like you, know, you see someone you want to run down, you can basically say, it's that guy, then uh, what's Craig's character's name? Uh, Nick. You can say he can, he can, he can chase down the Poland uh, without any increased difficulty, even if it's like a, up a mountain or whatever. Okay. So any of these, uh, any of the immortal knacks can out to you? That first one, being able to track someone. Only of a, anyone of a lower tier. So basically, if you want to, say, sign another yep. scion or a... What kind yeah. of knack is that? Is that a guardian neck or a hunter that's knack? That's a hunter knack. You only, you only get immortal knacks if you have two or more dots in a calling. Okay. So right now, you could, there's a, with the way you have dots range right now, you can only have an immortal hunter knack. Okay. So I'll take that knack. So always there, okay? So that's two points out. What's it called? Always there? Yes. You can make a note of it. Just anyone of a lower tier cannot escape you.
2: <clears throat> so humans just can't escape me anymore?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Or like any dogs, animals, whatever. Okay. But anything, anything like supernatural or something might have a chance of doing it. And, and, and of course, if you, get, you know, high, if we play the game long enough and you get higher and higher up, you might be able to say, yeah, even Scions can't just... You know, if you can elevate the godhood, like, it's like, yeah, I know where everyone is. I know where they are. Okay, so I'm going to take that, and then I'm going to take... So you have two more points, well, points, quote-unquote, to get for next. Yeah, I'm going to take Fluid Appeal
2: from the Lover List. And what does that one do? Fluid Appeal. When interacting with someone, gain knowledge of whatever floats their boat. At any subsequent interaction, you can shift your features to be more appealing, adding plus-two enhancement to any persuasive social action, including, but not limited to, seduction. This bonus applies before the roll is made. Note that this does not conceal your identity in any way.
1: So that basically means is that you, you just know what someone's into when you talk to them.
2: Note to self, Gary needs a briefcase in the trunk of his car now. <laughs> filled with
1: things, just in case.
2: Are these going to be plastic things,
1: some of which involve battery, batteries?
2: Plastic, metal, silicon. And liquid. leather. <laughs> yes, and leather. <laughs> just in case can't be too careful wax you know I,
1: I, I'm, I'm loving the direction you going with this <laughs> it's not a fighter he's a lover all I right mean, so that's you
2: know, lover torture it's, it's a fine line <laughs> quinn is speechless <laughs> okay so I'll take that one. And then, I mean, personality-wise, not a fighter makes sense. When you are engaged in a fight, as long as you do not make attacks, enemies will not target you directly.
1: Hmm. would gain
2: plus one enhancement to disengage and withdraw rolls. However, I think Lover's intuition is a much better fit with his desire to just know stuff. When touching another character, which may be as brief as a handshake, you gain an understanding of your target's romantic life. Ask one question from the following list for free. You may roll your knack skill and spend one success per
1: additional question. Got it. So basically, you're the person they send in there and to the parties to find out who's sleeping with who and what, whatnot. Yep. You would be, be such a great paparazzi guy. He's an investigative reporter. What's the difference? <laughs> Oh right, dignity. <laughs> oh god, could you imagine like having like you know someone who's trying to dig into stuff and they're literally divinely gifted, so you you can't hide from
2: <laughs> every breath you take.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was I was gonna say private heist. they're watching you, and that's enough. I'm, we don't want to get copyrighted. Every move you make. Sorry. Yeah, we don't want to get copyrighted. All right, Copy so write, that's... So, yeah, so you can have five NACs active.
2: Okay. So I can have five out of my six active. All right. Yes. Okay. We don't need to decide that now.
1: Correct, yes. And also, it says that if you're doing like a rest or whatever, break or whatever, you can actually rearrange them to, to switch them out. It's okay. almost like the spell slots for a Wizard in D&D. Ah, excellent. All right, what's next? All right, so let me check the list again. Callings. and oh yeah, now we do onto the birthrights. Mm. This is the big. St- this is the big stuff. The the, the, the birthrights are basically the things that you get from your divine parent to help you along the way. They could be an animal. They could be you know a, a guide, someone smart to help you out to call, call on the phone to get advice from. They can be you know followers, like say a whole group of you. I a malgri on your side. Or hmm. and finally a relic, which is you know could be a big flaming sword. Kind of awkward to handle, you know, in a you know a dinner party, but eh, you can make it work if you do it right. And it's seven points for this, right? Yes, yeah, so you have seven dots to put range it however the hell you want.
2: Okay. See, this one I had a little trouble with earlier, trying to figure out exactly what I was going to do.
1: Yeah, that's why I made sure to to. Give you guys a copy of the rules for that little section because that's definitely be the most customizable and the most yeah have to work out for yourself stuff. I think it's, I'll take
2: hmm? an iGyaller or whatever the uh, the one that's listed right there. Ah, the, uh, for the relic. Yeah,
1: that is basically like the the uh, uh, for relic. That's a, like a cell phone version of the Yallerhorn. Yeah, it,
2: the like greatest cell phone ever.
1: All right, you want to read out what it says, or uh, let me see if I can find
2: it. The great-sounding horn of Heimdall is the Gjallarhorn, a clarion with a blast audible in all worlds that summons gods and signals doom. Prophecy holds that when Ragnarok comes, the Gjallarhorn will herald its beginning. The Eye is the modern Scion's tribute to the mighty call of the Azer's hawk-eyed sentinel, a smartphone with a direct uplink to the overworld. It requires no service contract or battery, and can communicate across boundaries between realms, including from the world to almost any terra incognita and vice versa. Neck, In addition to all the functions of a normal smartphone, the eye has crystal clear reception no matter where the scion goes and never loses signal except when brought to realms that have no connection to the overworld or other locations sacred to the character's divine benefactor. With it, the cyan can call anywhere as long as there's a phone or similar device on the other end to receive it. Uh, question on that. Hmm. How much storage does it
1: have? <laughs> uh, one zetabyte.
2: Okay. Now, now tell me about the uh, the megapixels on the camera.
1: Okay, so it has... I'm not going into details for that. <laughs> <laughs> just make up whatever the hell you want. It, it, it'll it'll change based on what you want, probably. It's, it's a magic cell phone is it USB C or does it still have a headphone jack <laughs> it takes the, it takes the blood of virgins okay all right wait no that's the teodal never mind I, that wouldn't be a problem to <laughs> just saying all right so you got a magic cell phone that's two dots out of seven Good. so if you want you can have another rally code you want followers i'll i'll pull up the uh acer sheet page because it gives you like a list of uh different uh birthrights you can have yeah what else do they have there Okay, so yeah for creatures they have grammar, which is a cr- grammar is a creature that was once found guarding the gates of Helheim. It is a blood covered hound in one form, in another it is made up of wispy shadows, and able to move through the smallest of spaces. The spawn of the creature often accompanies Scion into the Scion's into the dark places under Yggdrasil. Then there's Slepnir, I think that's how you pronounce it. I am not Again, to those listening, we—I'm trying my best with the pronunciations here. But there's, there's a lot of languages that I'm not fluent in. Sleipnir descended from Loki. The horses bred from the this mighty stallion possesses eight legs and are swift to any mortal horses in existence. They can travel through realms that normally would be unpassable. Mm. Now, followers, berserkers—the famed Norse berserkers can be fa- can be of virtually any strain of modern military or bodyguard. Fenris Arms runs a side business as a private military contractor to give Berserkers work, and provide young science with bodyguards and a strike force. They come in three varieties: Bear Warriors who are supremely tough, powerful, and tough; Wolf Warriors who are skilled and quick; and Boar Warriors, stealthy masters, masters of disguise and the landscape. <clears throat> All three are capable of using the battle rage, and typically take the savage and tough follower qualities. <laughs> Sounds pretty good for you, honestly. Then there's yeah. the drogger, the, 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 the suave,
2: svelte, you know, intrepid, I'm trying to seduce everyone. And if you don't like it, my friends will kick your ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then there's also the drogger, the draugr the undead, like from Skyrim. Similar, but not the same. The undead that were not properly laid the rest. Swollen to the size of an ox, these dark blue creatures guard treasure and torment to live the living. They are mildly intelligent, as they can shapeshift and perform magic. Uh, Vigar, uh, dwarves, skilled in crafts, can be found in heavily fortified homes, as living in mountains isn't often the norm these days. Many make a living as civil engineers or construction workers, but they're always willing to aid a Norse scion who can meet their usually usurious price.
2: Hmm.
1: Nah, that doesn't really, seem like, really fit, because you know, it seems like a parallel, almost like a craftsman. And then here are the guides. The Desir, female spirits, often bidden to protect a family or an entire clan. A special type of sacrificial festival, the Disabloth, honors them above all others. They ride black or white horses and are usually invisible, unless they're pursuing a target, in which case only the target may see them. A Miling, child spirits sent by hell to pass messages. They sometimes chase wanderers at night, acting unruly and leaping upon the backs of the unwary. They are particularly skilled at being stealthy assassins. Uh, Hrafen, the birds of Odin. These birds are watchers, often relaying messages for the Allfather. Their murder, flock, well, flock not death, will sometimes choose promising scions to counsel and scout for. Uh, Ratos- Toskur, I think that's how you pronounce that. The squirrel of Yggdrasil will pass along messages to any of the Acer. The squirrel itself is a titan spawn and sometimes creates spiteful m- rumors wherever it traverses. And then Skogcat, the large 14-pound cats deliver messages to and from Freya, but are just fine being cuddly housecats around the world. Hmm. And then there's some more relics, if you'll list them out just for the v- listeners. Uh, there's, for the relics, there's Thor's bridal veil. When gazed upon it, it is a simple white lace. When worn, the wearer is discussed from any jotnar in the area. Okay. The Gun of Tyrfing. The a gun that never rusts, never misses the target, and can be shot underwater with no issue. Hmm. Thread of Loki, originally used to sew Loki's mouth shut. This can be used to sew just about anything in a pinch. And then finally, the mead of poetry, fermented for the blood of Cavassier. This is used for inspiration, inspiration for the artists to see- to gain a muse. I like those followers from that list. All right, yeah. So, like, the berserkers, especially. Yeah,
2: the berserkers.
1: All right, so you still have five dots to move around wherever you want.
2: Yeah, how, would I, how would I do that with followers?
1: Let me look at the rules again. I believe you also have a copy of them.
2: Yeah, I'm looking through it and choose an archetype or one tag per dot. All right, yeah, so followers. Followers have one tag per dot.
1: So, yeah, so if you put, like, say, all five, Tag all five dots into followers, so, and you would say you have like a you know whole like a whole team of bodyguards who are like tough, and you know you know blood crazy or whatever, and they could get you into areas or wherever you want. Yeah, I'll throw all five into followers. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Those so right really now, I believe that would be right now. I would say for just starting archetype, they would be heavy physical, which means that, you know their bodyguards. Yep.
2: And then let's see here. I'll tag them. With group, so that's one tag. I'll tag them with savage. I'll tag them with access <clears throat> and say that they can get me into Valhalla. Okay. Oh wait, what access or broad class of mortal institutions?
1: Hmm. I'm gonna revisit that. Okay. Yeah, so that's a uh, access to tentative so that's three so far I believe group, savage, and access Yep. see here oh you can also pick knack for, to give the, give the whole group a knack for it Mm-hmm. or tough or defensive whatever you want um.
2: if the followers dot rating is one through three the knack must be heroic if the rating is four to five it may be immortal hey there so I'll add tough I'll definitely do tough so they have an additional armor And then, yeah, I think I'll use the last one for a knack. What are the limitations on the knack? Does it have to be a knack that I would have access to, or can it be anything from the lists?
1: I mean, look, uh, it just says choose a single knack that fits your follower's description. Okay. So I would say maybe like Guardian or maybe Hunter. I'd say mostly guardian, though. Ah, here. Immortal guardian knack, so. There's by your side. Spend a point of momentum to move to be next to someone you are protecting in an instant, regardless of the distance between you. You receive an innate warning whenever this knack will come into play. If you are protecting your charge, you do not need to pay the cost. That sounds pretty good. Which knack is that? By your side. And that's an immortal knack? Yes. Yeah, we're going to give him that one. I'm going to read out the rest of the other ones, just before you pick. Okay. There's, four, there's three more to read. Then there's Eternal Guardian. When you protect a person, place, or thing, they can be measured with scale. Say, for example, standing guard at the entrance of your pantheon's afterlife. Keeping watchful eye on the city all night. Imbue a point of legend rather than spending to invoke your legendary title as a feat of scale. Doesn't really apply, I guess. Then there's Living Pillar. When you protect someone else with your body, you are immune to environmental hazards. The flames of burning building do not scorch you, and landslide does not crush you. Water cannot drown you, and so on. As long as you keep keep your charge close within arm's reach, they benefit from the same immunity. But still need to eat, sleep, etc. So it's best to leave a hazardous area as quickly as possible. And then finally, they cannot be touched. Spend a point of momentum and designate one person to be immune to all sources of damage until the end of the session. This only applies if the person is someone you have a bond with, or is of a lower tier. If the target does not need to be protected, such, such as your best friend. The, with the warrior calling Sion, this knack does not apply. Hmm. I'd say, yeah, that one—that one really wouldn't apply to you because you know they need they need to have like a Valkyrie bodyguard for that to apply to you. Because basically, someone higher than you on the totem pole of like uh, you know supernatural things to protect you from that. So let's say, just looking more, let's say, let's say either by your side or living pillar would apply. Could could be used, I'd say.
2: I like by your side.
1: Okay. Because so I can they, see him
2: getting into a lot of trouble and needing help quick.
1: Yeah, and luckily that uh, your followers will act on your turn. So say during your turn, so even the Gary doesn't do that, amount damage your bodyguards could. And since they're, they're your charges, <laughs> they don't have to pay the momentum. All right, so that's group, savage, tough, and buyer side back, And we still have to determine what their access is.
2: That's a good question. I was going to say maybe... Well, there's Valhalla, which makes sense. They're berserkers of some variety. Mm hmm. Question is, do I want them bear, wolf, or boar? Was the last one?
1: Yeah, that was one of the options. But since it's a group, I could say, I would honestly say, I think maybe a mixture.
2: Yeah, it could be. Look, three, three of each, group of five to ten individuals, so three of each with an extra bear, maybe.
1: <laughs> you could just have nine, and that would, be, that would be acceptable, instead of just a full ten. Well, that's you true. want this full ten, if you want, but then well, you're the one who has to you know, say, "How do you how do you fit ten people and move it around?" Nine
2: is a very Norse number, too.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you have nine bodyguards. Hmm. So, so we're going to stick with the access to Valhalla.
2: How about just Asgard? All right, that's the uh, the realm that the gods inhabit in Norse mythology.
1: Correct. Yes. I'm pretty sure Valha- Valhalla is part of that.
2: Yeah, it's in Asgard, but this way it's, you know, all of Asgard is... All right, so,
1: uh, I I'll just, I'll, I'll, real quick, I'm just going to list off the other, uh, the nine realms, just so in case you want to change that. So that's Asgard, Midgard, which you're already on, that's Earth, mm-hmm. Jotunheim, Vanheim, Alfheim, Nidavellir, Helheim, Niflheim, Muspelheim. So, according to the rule, Jot- Jotunheim is the place that surrounds Midgard. It's a place of chaos and all things wild. Vanaheim has been long abandoned by the Veneer, the other Aesir other a- other gods. There are rumors that squatters are taking advantage of the fertile soil in the great fields. Alfheim is where the Light Elves reside. It is said that Freyr once ruled these lands. Nidavellir was the home of the dwarves, the creators of many artifacts of the gods. Helheim is where Hell ruled. This is the realm of the dead for those who did not fall in battle. Niflheim is the land of ice and mist. It is primordial. It has existed for as long as Muspelheim, and Muspelheim is known to be a realm, but it's also primordial. It's basically the fire giant place that will kick off. Uh, you know, Ragnarok if it ever gets you know goes crazy. Yeah, I'll stick with Asgard for right now. Uh that makes sense. I could say maybe if you had said you know. Alfheim or Niedervalier, that would have been interesting, but yeah, Asgard's fine. So, for your birthright, you've picked the Aguilaron, a magic cell phone, and a group of nine bodyguards. Alright. That's certainly going to be interesting to see how that works. So now, we, I believe we move on to Purview, which is literally, you pick one Purview that Heimdall would have, which I believe I listed on the thing which is a I believe it's artistry, horns, uh, beauty, epic stamina, and journeys. We'll go with. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. What are the effects of the purview? I'm going to say I'm at the rules. You gain the oh, you get the you gain the pantheon specialty purview, and you get another. You one of your divine patrons. So already, just because you're part of the Aces, you get access to the word W Y R D purview which is literally just the word for fate okay and then you get to pick what one of your uh <clears throat> and then you get to pick up one of the purviews from a heimdall so what purviews are do it basically it means that you have authority over them and so on uh, there's marvels you can do which is literally just whatever if you anything you want that can be sort of applied to it say for journey say you want to say i have you know my shoes get fixed or my car doesn't run out of the gas or whatever, something like that. You could spend your one dot of legend to, or you use your legend to basically say, this is what happens. It's it's literally like using your your divine powers on the world.
2: Okay. So I have a dot of legend then as well.
1: Yes. Put, put it down. As a hero, you get one dot of legend and you can, you can increase your legend by doing, by accomplishing a short, a short term deed, a long term deed and a banned deed. Once you have done all three, then you, then you get one more dot of legend,
2: like the works of uh, Hercules. Okay,
1: exactly. Yes. So a short term would be like uh, you know, uh, go on a hunt for uh, you know, like a chupacabra, or whatever. A long term would say like you know, find my long lost relative, and a banned deed would be, uh, say you know, let's say um, we. We've rid the city of the vampire scourge.
2: All right. What about epic stamina?
1: Epic stamina. Okay. So this purview encompasses the vitality, endurance, and resilience of invincible warriors and legendary aesthetics, immortals among immortals. A sign with this purview can withstand deadly weapons and overwhelming danger as an immortal might ignore a housefly and draw on now infinite reserves of vital energy. So if you pick this just already, just for free, you get, in a night tower, you are immune to poison and disease unless they come from a source whose legend is equal or greater than yours, and never face complications or risk, or risk death from hunger, thirst, or exhaustion.
2: So combine that with the lover necks, and...
1: Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything about that. So you're yeah, going I, with...
2: Uh, I think I'm going to go with the epic stamina, just, just for the horrible, horrible things I can probably do
1: with it. Uh, let me just read off uh, what beauty and the uh, journeys would give you, just in case you want, just so you know. Well, do you want to find out about art, art, artistry too? I forgot about that. So yeah, for artistry if you have just, if you have archery of only your purviews, you, you can express yourself through an artistic performance to communicate with those who experience it as if you were speaking to them, even if they don't share a language. So you could literally do interpretive dance for someone and they can understand you. <laughs> this can also bypass complications that would apply to roles made through ordinary conversation, like trying to avoid being overheard, but not to the specific art form you use. Only the intended recipient of the message, which can be everyone, can perceive it. So, literally, if you, like, paint a picture or play a song, or whatever, you can literally send a message to whoever you want. To, and no one like and, like that. That's artistry. Then for beauty, the innate power is you may attempt a feat a scale when you roll to, to influence a character using your beauty, appearance, and body language. This includes seduction, but also cutting someone down with a withering glare or using body language to convince a guard you're not a threat i think i'm still gonna stick with stamina all right i'm just getting on the last thing for journey the innate power for journey you have an unfailing sense of direction allowing you to find a route that leads to any point in the world as unrolled action unless it's position is obscured by magic you can sense the presence of an axis mundi or other gate between realms of existence from from the, however many points of legend you have miles away still sticking with uh epic yes. stamina okay yes now, I believe there is, since you're also part of the Acer, you have uh, that you have access to their uh, specific, uh, the Pantheon, the Pantheon signature purview word. I think that's how you pronounce that. It's, the word purview encompasses the magic used by the Acer and their worshippers to foretell and manip- manipulate the fate spun by the Nornir. These include galder, spells and charms, cast through runes or chanting, spa, prophecy, and the practice of sidir, an emulation of the Nornir. The innate power. You have a personal fate that you know you are destined to meet. This might be a death whose circumstances mirror those of your divine parents, fated fated doom in Ragnarok, a betrayal by those closest to you, the failure of an ambition, or some similar dramatic downfall. Whenever you encounter narrative difficulties that advance your fate or echo its circumstances, or because you're trying to avoid your fate, add one momentum to the pool. So what that means is that we're going to decide, you know, what is coming up in your future that you either want to go towards or run away from
2: alright hmm that's a good question
1: and so yeah that, that ties into the uh, 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 the the virtues of the Acer pantheon so this is should be on your sheet the two virtues are let's uh, the virtues are fatalism and audacity the Acer remain bound by fate knowing the significance of every encounter to come Odin willingly sacrifice his own eye to see the story unravel. What that ultimately means is that for your character, you have basically two like opposite sides of uh, virtue to follow. Do you, Fatalism, which means that you follow fate because that's what's fate. You can't fight that. You go along with it. The audacity is basically when you say, screw fate, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to fight to the end.
2: Okay, and so you start with the dot in the middle, I'm guessing? Yes. And then it goes one way or the other? It's
1: yes, depending upon how you do things. So basically they say like, you know, Say, you know, uh, uh, someone's fated to die or whatever. And they use, if you go along with, yeah, they're fated to die, let them die. That's fatalism. If you say, no, fight till the end, we're going to break you out of it, then that's audacity. All
2: right, sounds good.
1: And so that brings us back to... Purviews, which should be like you pick two boons, which are literally specific powers you get. Because normally, like, purviews will allow you to do marbles, which just literally means but if you argue well enough there's rules for it but basically say, if you want to say that like, i do you know voodoo stuff or whatever or you know i cast the runes anything you role play well you can sort of you can uh, make it work okay say for example say i know one of the things was for uh, say if you had picked the war purview or whatever and you would say like yeah i have a I have a sword or a shotgun in my hand because I just magicked it out into existence hmm all right, so now we choose two boons from your character's purview. So that means you pick uh, one from, wor- from Word or one from uh, Epic Stamina. And I'll read the uh, ones from Epic Stamina. Okay, there's Adamant Body, which is if you imbue one legend, which means it's legend is almost like willpower. Or you can imbue it, which means that you take up one dot, but you, don't loot, you haven't spent it. And then you spend one, which means that you're out of legend for temporarily until you restore it. We'll get into that later. So for adamant body, the cost is imbue one legend. The duration is one scene. It's for subject self. The action is reflexive when applied. Your skin becomes as hard as adamant, granting you plus one soft armor. And the benefit of the resistant armor tag against a specific type of damage, such as bullets, fire, or acid. When you choose this, purchase this balloon. Choose one kind of damage that you are naturally resistant to. You can use it to resist the chosen the chosen damage type without having to imbue legend in it. Say, so say you can make yourself bulletproof, not proof, but you're know, resistant, or fire resistant, whatever. Then there's put your back into it. The cost imbue one legend. Duration until the task is complete. Subject self, action reflexive. You labor with tenfold endurance. Enhancing a complex action to perform strenuous physical labor or other exercise. Anytime you roll a physical attribute as part of the action, you may roll two times, keeping the higher result. Then there's Unbreakable. This is the last one for Epic Stamina. The cost is to spend one legend. If you spend a legend, you are out of legend until you restore it. It's duration instant. Subject self. Action reflexive. You are beyond injury. When you are hit and an enemy uses an effective damage stunt, spend one legend to negate it. This boom can also be used to defend against being affected by other, any other condition based on debilitating injury or physical incapacity such as a severed limb or broken spine. So that means at any point if you, want to, if you have a point of legend and someone tries to hit you, you can just say, nope, it doesn't hurt.
2: I think the second one makes the most sense. Put your back those, into it? Yeah, for those like all-night you know, stamina-based, I need to stay awake... <laughs> Research sessions, Quinn. <laughs> oh, so,
1: dude. Can you blame me with how you've been making a character so far?
2: I mean, I come, research in quotes. Come on. Okay, but yeah, that that one makes a lot of sense for research and other purposes. Those those all night
1: sessions. Okay, so you take that's one boon. Now for the other one, which What's can be, you can take another one for epic stamina, or you can take one from
2: what? What's the title of that boon?
1: Put your back, Put your back into back it. Into it. Okay. What are the uh, weird boons? So for the weird word, however you pronounce it. Okay, so here's the first one is cast the runes. Cost free, duration in one session, action complex. Once per session, you may perform a divination by casting runes, etched into stones, strips of bark, or other objects in a ritual that takes a handful of minutes to complete. The story guide, me, gives you a lead or a clue about what will happen in the near future. Uh, meaning like what you can expect to happen in the current session. If you use a boon or Marvel layer in the same session and a story you got agrees that it will help in bringing about the foretold events, you may draw on the divination to waive the cost of imbuing or spending a single point of legend. Each cost, each use of this boon, only provides its benefit once. So say, you know, you would predict that the, that a, uh, you know, a, a building is going to burn down later on in the session. And then you say, you know, and say, you, you, if you had chosen fire, you say, like, I do a thing to, you know, magic of the fire into resistance, then you wouldn't have to spend any of the legend.
2: Is that the only boon that's listed?
1: No, no, there's more. There's one more. Spin the thread. Imbue one legend. Duration, condition, subject, one character, range, infinite, action, complex. You use the art of Seedir to lay a blessing or curse upon another character, entering into a ritual trance that lasts one scene and envisioning their future. You predict a specific triumph or downfall the character will face, and impose a condition that represents this destiny on them. If an action is likely to bring about the foretold fate, the condition provides enhancement too. Actions that struggle against this destiny have their difficulty increased by one. Or by two, if they make it outright, if they would make it outright impossible for it to come to fruition. These effects cut both ways. A blessing might make it more make it more difficult for a warrior to undertake a plan if it would lead to his defeat, while a curse might give a foe enhancement on actions that lead to their downfall. This condition resolves once the outcome you have predicted comes to pass. The story guide deems that it is no longer capable of being filled or you reclaim the legend imbued by this boon. You can also be lifted by magic capable of answering destiny, such as marvels of this purview or the fortune of purview or the p- fortune purview. So either you have, you find out of uh, the future for yourself, or you can, you can find out basically late, or do it for someone else's.
2: Okay. And is there a third one? No, the, no. It's just those two. Uh, yes. Given his information focus, I'll take the divination one. What's the uh, technical title for that?
1: With the one that for yourself, or the one that for someone? Well, like the do a curse. Okay, that's uh, cast the runes. So that means, like I said, once per session, you could say like, hey, "What's going to happen?"
2: Okay. What's next?
1: And I believe that should be the end of the mechanical effects of the character creation. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we'll have to talk about legend So and fate-binding. So, real quick, so you have one dot of legend, and even the mo- and as long as for hero, you only get a maximum of four legend. Okay. And even, like, I, I believe the book says even, like, the highest, like, Zeus, someone, like, the, the, mo- the most well-known gods only have a maximum of, like, 12 legend. So it's pretty powerful. And so, like I said, you can either imbue a thing with legend to, you know, use it and you still have it at the end of that whatever action that was or you can spend it for a bigger effect but then to regain it you have two options you can make a sacrifice to the gods or you can invoke fate binding and so for the sacrifice meaning say like you know for once per arc as in like say you know for like a you know a one band deeds like say like you know if you decide to you know uh Hunt, you know, hunt down a feature ship or whatever, for in the in the city. That until until that is completed, you only you can recharge your fate. using like a minor sacrifice. Say, you know, you uh, win a race, or you know, leave a kill a goat or whatever. Then you get one point of legend back. Now, if you want, then a major sacrifice or whatever would be, uh, you know, uh, winning getting first in a marathon, or you know, or uh, Stealing like stealing a sacred cow from another temple to sacrifice to the to the Acer or whatever, or you can invoke fate binding. And fate binding is when uh, literally means that it will tie another an NPC to you. It can be a lover, uh, someone who hates you, best friend, uh, you know, whatever. It just means that they are involved with your with your personal story. And once, and then you and I will talk about however you want to have it. Say you invoke, uh, you know, fate binding, that means you want to say someone, it doesn't like force an NPC to do whatever, it just means that they will act on whatever they are doing. So someone whoever didn't like you would just say, you know, I'm actually going to do something about this that I don't like instead of just thinking about it.
2: With me so far? I think so.
1: And say, and so you can also then invoke it later on. We can talk, you can either say, like, you know, Invoke it, which means that uh, you know, your uh, your girlfriend or boyfriend or the guy you, or the person who wants to bring you down will do something that will draw your attention to them, and you get another. You can get you charge a point of uh legend that way. So say your uh, your partner gets kidnapped. That's you could get a point of legend from that. Say your rival, you know, calls you know calls the cops on you when you have a dead body in the basement for whatever, like a dead you know a dead monster in your basement, for whatever reason. It's only, ultimately, it's you decide when it gets inflicted. Okay. And so it's basically just there to add, to spice up your life, because as a as a demigod, your life is, should be anything but boring. Well, naturally. And so the, actually, uh, my is, the more you, like, invoke or call upon the thing, the more intense the bond will be. So, say, you call on, say, you have, you have a rival. The more you say, say hey, I want them to you know, get in my way and I'll get more legend, the more and more, the longer and longer they'll be your rival for. So at first they might say, oh, I hate that guy for like a week or whatever. The more, you, if you do it like three more times then they'll be like, you're sworn enemy for life. And if you go even further than that, they might say like, yeah, even if they die, that like, my ghost will come back and haunt you. Okay. And same goes for like your know, lover or, you know, a friend or whatever, or a sidekick, whatever. Got it? I'm pretty sure I got it. So yeah, I'll try to see if I can give you like a cheat sheet for this stuff because it's, like I said, it's not in the uh, uh, Origins book.
2: Yeah, that would be much appreciated. I think we would all be
1: able to make good use of that. Okay, so yeah. Ah, here it is. So so the Faith Binding has five levels of strength. The first one is just the current episode. So for one session, someone, someone likes you, someone hates you, whatever. For strength two, it's the current arc. Which means like you know for the, until you know whatever mission you guys have decided on is over that's how they feel three is the current season would be like i guess uh like one of like a session of like the whole uh season of dread almost of of, uh, of uh, two and three by night and then f- a strength four would be for the whole thing like for until what until we stop playing scion or with those characters and strength five is an for eternity so either you have you know uh a lover for who will stay with you until you know the stars go out or you have a guy who will hate your guts until you know Ragnarok comes okay and so yeah there's a whole bunch of other rules for uh you know what kinds of things you can have a fate binding for so yeah we won't get into that because it's not not relevant yet now we finally, finally get on to the role playing part so how so your divine parent was heimdall correct so now let's say, Would would you have said like? Would Gary have had a was he a figure in Gary's life? Was he just a distant, you know, someone who married his mother at one point to gain a pregnant? What is the relationship like, if it has one?
2: You know, I kind of picture Gary as being maybe adopted by his uh, parents. That's that's a full Yeah. So prior to that, he'd have no idea where he originally came from. And it's, I see Heimdall as sort of a distant figure, occasionally sending <laughs> gifts or offering subtle assistance, but never really being right
1: there. So basically you might have said, you might, you might, you know, you might have gotten a scholarship for a school, whatever you might have, you know, got that gift you needed on your birthday, whatever. It's stuff that you, you know there's someone helping you out, but you don't know who it is. Precisely. I see. All right, so da, da, da. all right, so now we're gonna get into the uh, visitation part of it. So for Gary, I would say after you know, this is after the uh, ev- after the events of uh, uh, Light Extinguished, after sh- after the Shadow Valley Ranch, and the third adventure, which we we happened, but we're not gonna get into details about because Chris is kind of out of it. But I'll say you know, after three adventures with the other you know group, of the b- members of your band. I'll say that uh, you know, it's in, like, I'd say September. Gary sort of got this, gets this urge to go north out of the valley towards Flagstaff. It's a subtle one, but he feels it. So That's, he'll
2: take up the car and he'll just start driving.
1: You, you drive along like the about two-hour drive up to Flagstaff, which is, for those listening, it's, pretty, it's, it's a much different uh, climate than down in the main valley of the sun and Arizona. In Flagstaff, it's much more alpine. There's pine trees, snow, much cooler weather. And so and it's much, it's, it actually does snow there regularly during the winter. And as you get up there, you definitely feel like it's like an early frost has come to the place. Like, you know, there's quite a bit of a chill in the air and you see like off, of the, off in the distance, like on the mountains nearby, you can see like on the peaks, like snow on them.
2: He'll take that it in a, as he drives. Maybe he'll roll the windows down and enjoy the chill in the air.
1: And so, yeah, he drives along, and eventually, you're just driving along with no real destination in mind. But then you find yourself coming towards like this—you uh, know, almost it looks like this uh, security building, uh, like, a, like a security company, like you know, for cameras that sort of stuff. You something just pulls you into it. What do you do? Uh, he'll park
2: and take a look over the building and see if there's anything that he can really glean from it.
1: You know, we just, it just sees that, you know, like the name of the thing is like Frost's security cams and surveillance. All
2: right, he'll grab his uh, bag, make sure he's got batteries in his recorder just in case he's got a hunch for a story or something coming on, and he'll walk in.
1: All right, so yeah, there's a lady there, you know, uh, she looks, you know, mid-30s, uh, typing away, at her, typing away at the things. Hello, can I help you? Uh you know, I'm just browsing for right now. If I have any questions, I'll let you know. All right. Just so you know, Mr. Frost is uh, in his office right now. So if you have any business with him, uh, we'll pass it on. I think he should be free in about, he ch- like, checks her computer. Uh, about 15 minutes. Okay.
2: Thank you. And he'll just sort of wander around, taking in his surroundings.
1: And I would say definitely, Gary, he feels like, like, like under his skin. It's almost like this, like this, like almost like a chill in his, under his, bo- in his bones. Like, he doesn't know quite what it is yet, but he feels like he's he's doing something that he should be doing. Hmm.
2: What should he be doing? He'll think about that while he's uh, looking the place over.
1: And I will say, like, almost in, like, his mind's eye, he almost has, like, an image of, like, this man, you know, like, graying hair, like, bit, bit of a stubble on his chin. Like, he has this image of it. And he almost like, it's almost like a almost like a movie clip in his head. like He sees like himself like walking around to it, sitting down in a chair and seeing this man.
2: Hmm. As he gets this image in his head, he'll stop and he'll turn to uh, the receptionist. You know, when Mr. Frost is free, let him know that I'm here, please. Uh, may I have your name, please? Yeah, it's uh, Gary Stockwell.
1: Thank you very much. I will let him know. So do you sit down and wait in the you know, lobby area, or do you want to go out? What do you do?
2: Uh, he'll just he'll stay standing. He'll keep looking around.
1: All right. So yeah, the minutes tick by, and almost that there's a sense of anticipation building up in you as you know the moment just the clock just tick, 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 tick. and then finally, like you know, uh, I think uh, he said he wants to see you. Please, go, his office. Op- He's just to the door. Just go right on in. Thank you. And as you, do, as you walk inside, you would see the exact same, vi- same sight you saw as your vision. You see yourself walking into the office. You see the exact same man you saw in your vision. And you sit down just as you saw in your vision. The man looks at you. His, uh, he looks at you a bit just you know, calmly. His his cold gray eyes are sort of staring into you. Mr. Frost? Gary? This is kind of
2: an odd situation, but I suspect that I'm here at the a whim of fate,
1: as are we all. Do you know who I am? That, uh, yeah, you're Mr. Frost. He smiles at that. Do you see the meaning behind the name?
2: Well, I'll safely assume that it's
1: some sort of pseudonym. Yeah, I'll, I'll say out of character, you don't know, like the Heimdall is supposed to guard the uh, Bifrost. I was like, Gary,
2: no, no, I was just gonna make a bad joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, Mr. Frost just sort of looks at you and says, I've heard about you over the last uh, few few months. Quite an interesting uh, turn of events, wouldn't you say? Well, that depends on what you've heard. An incident in the park and uh, rumors of a dead man in the, out in the desert with a dead from a chupacabra attack? Well, you
2: know... I'm surprised those stories have traveled so far so quickly.
1: Uh, trust me when I say things have a way of, stories have a way of getting out, especially for those who look. Yeah, That's fair. It's
2: fair. I'm one of those that look. And what do you see? I see a story here, but I'm still not sure what exactly that story is.
1: Okay. Uh, now let me help you. And he reaches over and they sort of just like, Reaches like taps you on, like reaches places his hand on your forehead. Suddenly, so you you just get a glimpse of something. You see beyond the flesh. You see a glimpse of like something, almost like a the the bifrost, this huge like rainbow bridge leading off. You see a glimpse of like a tree, an enormous tree spanning across you know across the across the you know the solar system, connecting all these different things. And then just like that, it, it the it fades away.
2: Gary will stop and take him. Oh. All right, then. So I why just am le- I here?
1: I let you, let you, let you see, catch a glimpse of what I can see every day. I see all. I can, I can see the dwarves toiling away in their forges. I can see the elves walking through the forests. And I saw you, my son, as you grew, as you fought. As you learned. And as he says that, you just know, like, you feel in your core, like, what he's saying is the truth. You feel almost like, like, you know, like before, like, whenever you fought against the supernatural and succeeded, like, there was almost like this, like, the feeling that something would almost click, but wouldn't. And now you feel like it's finally, it's like, you feel like something inside you has been released. You feel more than you were before. Uh, son? Yes. You are the son of Heimdall, my son
2: well this is a bit to take in
1: there's he just sort of laughs at that. I never get tired of seeing your faces when you open your eyes to see see truly see he looks proud of you in that moment
2: so uh what's next
1: he just, just walk with me come with me he just sort of like just for to follow and you both walk out of the uh, at of the office, he turns to his, to his secretary, I'm going out for a uh, a, a brief, uh, just going out for a brief meeting. I'll be back soon, Ms. Her- Ms. Hilder. So do you follow after him? Yep. So yeah, two of you just sort of like walking away down the streets and you sort of, even though it doesn't look like you walked very far, all of a sudden you find yourself from like, you know, like at the middle of the street, and like, you know, with other cars and stuff, you find yourself like walking near the edge of the forests. Even though, you, even though it didn't feel like you walked that far. So,
2: I'm I suspect you have many
1: questions. A few. What's first? Uh, what the hell? <laughs> what does she have to do with this? Uh, so I'm gonna check she, he just looks off in the distance. She's still down in... Uh, well, mainly she's in Hellheim, but some of her is out around. Nice woman, most of the time.
2: Okay, so maybe I worded
1: that wrong. Um, why now? Because you have... It would have been sooner, but there were factors that prevented me from recognizing you sooner.
2: Okay. And what were those factors?
1: For one, we of Acer, we are forbidden from, enter, from uh, staying in the valley for what, for a reason? I'm pretty sure you can guess. He just sort of looks at you. Okay. So, what now then? Well, I am here to give you some gifts to recognize you as my son, and to let the others know that even though we ourselves are forbidden, our our children are not forbidden from the valley. Okay. And maybe if you. For all that the valley is drenched in sun, there is so much more to it. So much to see. So much to watch over. He just sort of dr- drifts off for a bit. Then he goes, I'm here to help you live your life, I guess. Because as you are now, you are slowly drawing the eye of more and more creatures out there. More of the eyes of the, uh, of the gods the more te- tasks you accomplish. And I need, need to make sure that you are prepared for that.
2: Okay. Uh, is there something I should be expecting?
1: And he says, there is one thing you should look out for. There, is a wo- there will be a woman who comes. She will always lie, and she will bring with her something powerful, something that will cause a cleaving. You will watch for that. All right. And he sort of, then he hands you he pulls into what his pocket and he pulls out a phone. It it, def, it looks it doesn't look like any regular phone you've seen. It almost feels like there's something supernatural about it. Like you you have seen other supernatural uh, items or artifacts in the past, but that was like you know, up behind a museum glass or, you know, on the news or whatever, when the whenever they talked about other scions or supernatural events going on and, and stuff. But this is something you you've never seen one up close like this. He hands it to you. Thank you. This, that is the latest version of the Yalahorn. It is a device that can contact just about any uh, device in any of the Nine Realms or any place on Earth. Interesting. Okay. I think I can uh, make use of this. And then he says, and I noticed that during your exploits, you are not one to engage in martial prowess
2: generally no i fight with a pen not a sword so to speak
1: do not worry there have been many like you who have gone on to do great deeds in the in the world strength of arm is not the only is not the only strength needed to pass by to get by in life strength of mind too in the face of the inevitable can be powerful indeed and then he's he sort of like gestures, and you see like this group of men and just group of figures. I mean, come out of the, like from between the trees in the forest. What are they? What are they wearing? Actually, I'll let you describe that. Your bodyguards. Uh,
2: probably modern tactical armor, while carrying various bladed implements, along with you know close quarters firearms, pistols, and the
1: like. And uh, so they approach you, and so they, they just sort of like, you know, they uh, bow their heads to Heimdall. This is the child, sir? Heimdall, yes. And he turns to you. These are your retainers. They are here to protect you from harm. And you see like, the, the figures. turn to you and they bow again to you.
2: Nice to uh, meet you all.
1: You don't need to worry about housing them or feeding them. They, I've made arrangements for them. But be, they, are, they are at your beck and call, and they will protect you with their lives. Do not be wasteful with them. I don't think I will, but I'll keep that in mind. Good. And then he gestures again, and then they just vanish into the trees again. That's if you continue walking. It is odd being able to see... It's odd being able to watch your son grow up without being able to interact with him.
2: I wouldn't know. I don't have any kids that I know of. You don't. Well, that's
1: good. So now he see Heimdall sort of looks a bit awkward as he turns to you and says, "Do you think it is hard? I it is strange to i I have seen from watch from afar so many things, and yet when I am close to them, it's unusual circumstances." You can could, you could sort of tell like he's tr- he's uncomfortable, unused to actually you know talking face to face with people, and that he's sort of used to just being almost like a wallflower, being the observer in the room, not really interacting with things.
2: Okay, so uh, where do we go from here? I'm I'm still at a bit of a loss. Some of this is coming as a bit of a shock to me. Not
1: gonna lie. <laughs> I do. I imagine so. It is not quite every day that someone. Re- Discovers their divine heritage, almost but not quite. And he s- s- sort of says, "Do you think we could let each other in our lives again to have a relationship? Now that we can interact, that that I have recognized you.
2: I don't see why not.
1: You see his face like it's just relief flood into him. Good." So that's not yet that will not yet come to pass. He matters to himself hmm is there anything you else you need for right now i if you want, I will leave you with your thoughts
2: no i I think I'm all set for right now, but I'll probably reach out to you in the not so distant future.
1: I will see you, I will talk to you then my son. he sort of like pats you on the back and just sort of walks off. uh how do I get out of the woods? Just walk. Your feet will take you to where you need to go. All right. So, yeah, you walk a little bit, and you get once, and, well, you, again, like, even though you don't seem like you walked very far, you start, you're just out of the woods suddenly, and in you just, boom, like, back up next to your car in the, in the parking lot in the middle of the street and, you know, in the city or in the town, more like.
2: All right. Gary will take a moment. He'll look over the uh, the phone.
1: And you see, like, it has you know, the contact list for the, your new bodyguards.
2: Is there like an emergency summon bodyguard button? I would say, yeah. Okay.
1: So, how do you. So, what's going through Gabriel's mind right now as he drives back to uh, wherever he's going?
2: He's just in a bit of shock. He's going to have to have a nice long conversation with his quote unquote parents. And then, after he sorts that out, he's probably going to give Heimdall a call and be like, So, who's my real mom?
1: All right. I think we can stop it there and uh, end the recording there. So, feel good about that? Yeah, sounds good. Alright, so I'm going to stop. Thank you everyone for listening. That should We're going to be doing this again for the other characters in our Scion game, so stay tuned. Oh,
0: hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs, Gameplay, and Media. to see you there.